and welcome back to another episode of The Geek Whispers. I'm Matt Brender. And I'm Amy Lewis. And I'm John Mark Troyer. And we are pleased to dive into one of our favorite topics here with one of our favorite guests. Um, We've got Aaron Delp, and we're going to talk about what it's like to be an engineer going to an event, but not just be an engineer, but to engineer the event itself. Thinking about a methodology and approach to finding uh, the most bang for your buck when you're spending a week away from home in most likely Las Vegas, despite where all of us don't want to go is always Las Vegas. Um, Aaron's got an interesting methodology to to surviving the many conferences he goes to. So why don't we start with an introduction? Uh, how about you introduce yourself, Aaron? Yeah. Hey, everybody. Um, this is Aaron Delp. Um, I was on the podcast, uh, oh gosh, I don't know, well over a year ago, probably at this point, but yeah, doing a podcast about podcasting. Um, but now we're talking about <laughs> events. Yeah, this this kind of all came about as as you know over the history of the years of going to as many shows as we have, and then spawning off into the like the podcast industry, if you will, and how we've approached everything. I actually have kind of figured out I don't know probably a couple of years ago now of like how to really make the two of those kind of combine from a how do you get the most out of them and and. And it goes actually to yeah, a little bit, honestly, back to the V expert and in, in, in VMworld days with with Mr. Troyer here. Of, you know, we started going to a lot of us. VMworld was our first first big industry event, and, and certainly for the first couple of years of V expert, when you, you could actually know them all. Um, and so, you know, we'd all kind of descend on Moscone every year. And and I I don't know, it's somewhere along the way I I, I kind of realized, okay, you know, the the V expert community in particular was really close and. Okay, I want to track these folks down. I really want to meet them face to face because I've known them through blogs. I've known them through through Twitter. And you would kind of just, you know, you'd catch one person here, you'd catch another person at the VXPort party, you might catch somebody else there. But I got kind of like just frustrated by the random randomness of it all. Yeah. And, and so so like most good engineers do, um, I developed a system. Um, <laughs> because how can, yeah, how can you be productive uh, at a conference, right? In something as random as meeting people, especially when there's yeah, okay, yeah, four thousand people, ten thousand people. What if there's thirty thousand people at this event? How do you track down the twenty people you want to meet um, over the course of four or five days? And this, so that's how this actually came to be. And and um, you know, I just kind of started brainstorming on that and kind of have had a methodology in my head that I've kind of gone through and, and refined over the years. Well, well, let's start cracking that code right away. Then, um, what are what's the first step in the Arundel methodology of uh, not being overwhelmed uh, by one of these sure. events? And without going <laughs> yeah. into like judging whether it's the right move or or if it's like too intentional or not too intentional, we'll talk about that later. Let's just talk about what do you do and how does that work? Yeah, yeah. no, it's been, yeah. The we'll we'll set aside the the why and the benefits and is this crazy um, for a second? We'll talk about that in a little Which while. Which we'll definitely talk about whether it's crazy or not. But yeah, let's, we'll, we'll let's just put talk that on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, there was you know well, and by the way, full full disclosure, there was an ongoing Slack uh, Slack channel chat in, in work today about you know OCD and 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 me and and my OCD going crazy at times. So let me just put the right at right out there, right out front. Um, but but really. It, think of it this way. Um, think of it as like you're almost running your own briefing center. You're you're the master of the hallway track, right? And what you want to do is figure out 
how can I meet as many folks as possible and really keep the social network going? And uh, I can get into the details of, of why in a second, but, but let's start with the actual how to do that, right? And I, what I actually do is, believe it or not, two to three weeks um, before an event, I'll, I'll sit down with a piece of paper or an empty you know, tab and notepad and just make a list. Um, and the reason why I do it that far ahead of time is if there's certain people you want to really meet at a show, certain folks that are either super customer facing or, or they tend to have maybe VP or, or higher in their title, they're going to be super busy and they're going to book up and have a schedule that if you say, you know, like you hit them, you know, Monday morning of the event, Hey, do you want to meet up this week? No, they have zero time for you by then. Um, and so I, I will make a list uh, of the folks and I kind of make a, you know, I kind of put everyone into buckets of, let's be honest here, we're all looking for jobs sometimes. Who's who's good for my career? Who's, uh, you know, good for the community and kind of really figure out a, you know, a little bit of like tier one, tier two, tier three kind of thing. Um, and and really then figure out from there, okay, where can I meet these people? What, where, you know, what are the opportunities I'm going to have and what's the best way to reach them? And then I kind of, basically make that list and figure out who do I need to talk to then? Who am, who am I going to kind of just catch as we go? And I've got a bunch of different ways that I kind of steps that, that developed from there, but that was always definitely step one, but it's okay. different every show. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, John, you've been on my list, you know, Brenda, you've been on my list, Amy, you know, before we worked together, you were on my list. No, I'm um, on his list to avoid at all costs. It's like Caroline McCurry. Um, you know, like, so what I would do is like, okay, who are people I haven't talked to in a while? Like who haven't, who haven't I talked to in three months, six months, a year? Um, Caroline, you know, when, before Caroline went, went to Microsoft, she was at a lot of shows. And, and so like, she'd make my list like every third show because I saw her all the time. Um, and, and so there was definitely this idea of a snapshot of, you know, who's going to be there and who haven't you talked to in a little while. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I got a couple of things. I'm sure John and Amy have questions. They want to dive into as well. Um, but before we get there, I just wanted to get a little bit of best practices while we're also learning the methodology. Have you found that there's a maximum or minimum set of people that you want to put on that list or you'll drive yourself crazy? Uh, for me, it's 15 to 20. Okay. Um, and that's for so, like a four day show. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, you know, somewhere around five a day, right? Like I've, I've put as, you know, as little as 10 and as many as 30, but I've never achieved that. But like, yeah, for the AWS one, I had my list. It was 17 people. I met 16 right now. I met probably 40 or 50 people, but those were the people that I intentionally sat down and was like, Hey, I want a 10, 15 minute conversation. Right. Well, and I want to, I want to throw out another thing that I consider a best practice. So I am new to this concept of uh, a full out list. I've always got people I want to see, but it's sort of in a broader, like uh, it's, it's a bigger picture list, if you will. Um, it's over time. These are people I want to engage with for some reason. So it's not as prescriptive as five, the, you know, five a day or 15 at this conference. That said, and I will not name names, but I have seen more than one person publish this list. That I think is a massive mistake because it could create, <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> it could create that. It's a, 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 a real engineer move. Well, it's yes. a real unfortunate <laughs> golden rope feeling because nobody wants to not be on the list. Um, and, and I'm sure they are not going to turn, you're not going to turn your back if you run into somebody that's not on your list. So I absolutely do appreciate the set of goals so you can achieve it. But that's just my two cents is uh, what well, may not be something you want to put on your blog. 
Right. And well, we could let's go into the why real quick and then we'll come back to the rest wait, wait, of the methodology. No, I, oh, I don't want to go into the why yet, though. But I do no want to push back on Amy because I, I see that from another angle where I admire the transparency and the intention you're putting out into the world being like, hey, these are people I really want to meet. It's not saying that everyone else is unimportant. It's saying, like, I know who I want to talk to and I'm not scared to admit that publicly. So yeah, I think the well, framing, gonna, framing of it's important, but yes. it's all about the context there. Well, in an elementary school, you have to mail or email birthday invitations. You don't give them to two-thirds of the class. So just sure. saying. John, any so, thoughts so what, on what the you're idea saying, of having Amy, a- is there's a there's a, a a Southern culture aspect to all of this that needs to be adhered to. I I again do what you will, world, but I can't <laughs> I I've seen this happen before and I nope. I will re- I remember. I know who did it. <laughs> and and I think just keep that to yourself. Well, John, any thoughts on so, having an intentional list? Well, one, it, it, the list seems very strange to me. Uh, so I, this is like talking to some sort of Martian. So, uh, but I don't, I don't have, have lists for anything. So, you know, so, so be it. And <laughs> we I, and know. It, see, and I, have, I have lists for everything. See, I suffer, <laughs> I suffer from that. But, um, and, and it's, it, there's some things that are better about it. But so um, I don't have a list for anything. I lose track of people. Uh, I spend all my time talking. I'm often late at, meet, at, at conferences to meetings that I did or prearrange. Um, uh, I was just going to say the publishing the list, I said it was an engineer thing because it's a kind of thing that's like a structural thing that would make perfect sense in like a systematic thing. Like, you know, I, I want these people to kind of know who I am. I want them to know I'm kind of looking for them, but I just, it's not the way human relationships work. So I just, I'm with Amy. I don't really, I don't really recommend publishing the list, but I mean, having a list, I, I kind of always have a mental list so I, I can, I can totally see it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And, and, All right. Yeah. So step one, have a list, uh, and, and okay, bring us into step two. Well, that yeah, was a so, couple weeks before the show. Now, now where do yeah, we go? Yeah, so here? really for me, it's it's trying to figure out okay, who who are the folks you really want to go meet, and and a lot of times it's who do you want to go learn from, right? Who are, who are the folks that that you think um, is going to really be some kind of advantage in the industry? And it's it, it, don't get me wrong, too. This is it sounds a little stalkerish, but it is definitely a back and forth. And how do you grow the social network you have as much as possible? And and it's very much started out again, it's how do you build community, right? And, and it goes a little bit to the origins of, okay, why did, why did Brian and I start to start the Cloudcast, the podcast, however many years ago? Well, we, we started it, so, a combination of two things, uh, two, for uh, ourselves to learn. And so how can you learn technically? And then how can you establish those relationships in the industry? And, and so it's a natural extension of that. So, so you figure out, okay, how do I, how can I do that in person at an event? Well, uh, again, if somebody is, you know, has a, a booth at the show, figure out when they're going to be in the booth because you can just go by and meet them. Like uh, I'll name names here. Jason Nash, uh, who recently went from Vero, who was acquired by Sirius and is now at a head. I haven't seen Jason in probably nine months, maybe even a year. Right. And I, and I saw on, on Twitter, Jason's going to be at the event. He's flying out. He's going to be working the booth. I'm like, I, I Twitter DM'd him. When are you going to be there? So I was at the booth, went by, talked to him for a while and, you know, caught up. And it's something as simple as that, right? And so, it, but it also by kind of going and, and finding some folks in their booth, um, it, it kind of alleviates them from a, you don't have to have grab more of their time because 
I mean, let's be completely honest. When we're working the booth at the shows, it's not the most glamorous thing in the world. It's not the most sexy thing in the world. And sometimes it's like, oh, God, I just want to talk to a friend for 10, 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah, break the monotony of the same pitch every five seconds for right, right. four days straight. So I definitely I definitely try and, and cover the show floor um, and, and, and knock as many out as I can that way. Um, and then, of course, community events, like, you know, whether it's it's – it was the old V expert events, whether it's V bacon, whether it's, you know, the, the cloud equivalent of those is cloud beers. Um, go to, go to definitely, if there is some kind of community event, register for that and make sure you're there for that. And actually put that probably above a lot of other things that you might want to do. Um, because that is where you're going to definitely have the, the most networking, obviously on something like that. But, you know, and, and if there's multiple community events, try and attend all of them. Um, hmm. and, and that's where, like, for me, like I would consider like peak times at a conference for me is probably different from others. And the fact that I try and line up, you know, breakfast with somebody, um, I don't line up lunch, which I'll get to that in a little while. Um, try and do some kind of dinner, try and try and do as many, you know, dinners, parties, meetups as you can to where, you know, to give you a, for instance, last Wednesday night at the AWS conference, I did six events between five o'clock and 10 o'clock, um, including walking almost a mile down to Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville to meet, um, some guys specifically that had flown in from Australia and they were hosting a party, um, and then walking back, uh, to some of the others. Um, because you know, it, it made a difference for them. They, they has a small company called a, a cloud guru, which is, does really, really good AWS online training and got to know the guys. They've, they're really developing a nice little community specifically around AWS training and um, they had I don't know three four hundred people at the party, but I walked down there. I, I found the uh, the the owners and the, and the founders, their brothers, um, and, and introduced myself. Never met them before. Kind of Twitter knew them, right? Introduced myself and said, you know, it was it was basically look, if you can fly here from Australia, I can walk down the street to make sure <laughs> to meet you guys. Yeah, I just wanted to say to put hey. that effort forward. Right. And, and, you know, and it was, I was talking to Sam, the one brother and he pulled Ryan over and he's like, Hey, this is Aaron, you know, from Twitter and blah, blah, blah. And next thing you know, we kind of had a whole little corner going for a little while with the founders and everything. It was just a nice thing that they, I, you know, I made the point of walking down there and telling them, Hey, you know, I really wanted to meet you guys, um, and wanted to make sure I found you this week. Um, and it was a good way for, for me to know, you know, where they were. And then I turned around and kind of did all the rest of the events that night. Um, but, but for me, like my busy time at most of the events, yeah, you know, I'm doing customer meetings and sessions and all these other things during the day, but like from five o'clock to 10 o'clock is like my busiest portion of the day at most conferences. It makes sense. Um, it's consistent with those that have been there, but yeah, I tell a story. Oh, I tell a story and I've told it on this podcast before I was, uh, it was out of VMworld, and we were hanging out with um, a person who does community and influence marketing work uh, for a large, uh, a large company, a large tech company. And they were there that night, and they were like, "Yeah, I'm trying to get all my colleagues to come too." They keep asking me, "How do you do what you do? Like, how do you do this? How do you know so many people? How can you, you know, work with so many bloggers? How can you get so much coverage for us? Or, you know, whatever his goals were in, inside his marketing role of, 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 you know, having lots of bloggers pay attention to them." And he's like, well, um, you know, come with me tonight and we're going to go, you know, eat Indian food or whatever it was. And they're like, oh, 
yeah, sorry, no, I'm going to go back to my hotel room. You know, right? And, and and to a to a person, they all said that, and he's like, "Well, okay, that's how I do what I do, right?" This this is <laughs> so it is a it is just a, a disconnect. It is well, a grueling other, twelve hour schedule. And my other pet peeve is don't always go. To Aaron's point, you have to diversify the portfolio. If you go to a community event, you're more likely to see a wide range of people. If you go to an event for the company you work for, guess who you're going to see. Well, and, and along those lines too, I, I make a point of, yeah, you, you, uh, like I go to, I went to cloud beers and, and yeah, I knew most of the people in the room, but probably four or five of the meetups I went to, I intentionally didn't know anyone in the place. Um, other than I Twitter knew some people and I wanted to make sure that I met them, um, which some people might get really freaked out or scared by something like that, but it's just something you have to kind of get out your comfort zone and intentionally go do things like that because that's like to your point, John, that's how you kind of grow the network. I just want to throw it to a a past episode of the geek whispers. This reminds me a lot of the intentional staying connected with people that uh, Aaron Banks talks about on a past episode where it's, it's not magic to increase the sort of social network and social influence. It's a lot of thinking of other people and, you know, kind of swallowing your fear and going and saying hi to them and being like, hey, I'm here because I wanted to meet you. It's very nice to meet you. Uh, and doing that over and over again, um, you know, m- maybe even with a list and a uh, and some nice well, shoes again, on. It, it leads to a, uh, you know, I, I, I'm usually... Uh, you know, at the conference and going by 7 a.m. And I'm usually, I don't go back to the hotel room at all the whole day. And I usually come back around 11 to midnight. Um, so, so it is, you know, 16, 17 hour days every day while you're there. <laughs> but we have jumped over one part of the day that it sounds like you have a, a little more insight to teach us about your method here. Uh, you mentioned that you don't schedule lunch and the afternoon seems to be a little bit quieter. Um, so what do you do with that time? Yeah. So, so, you know, what, basically what I do is I, you know, I kind of look at my list and I re-update it every day and I proactively like, Oh, okay. I didn't meet so-and-so yet. I will, you know, at the show that morning kind of reach out to folks. And there, so there is a little bit of, you know, slack time in the afternoon. Like I would, especially like AWS, I have a lot of ex friends that are not ex friends, but ex coworkers that are friends that work at AWS (laughs) and they were impossibly hard to meet. Um, I mean, no one had any time whatsoever. And it would be, hey, I'm on the show floor. I came by your booth and you weren't there. And I'm like, oh, I'll be right there. And, you know, go over and meet them real quick. Um, but, but uh, you know, especially for the introverts out there who are, you know, immediately are thinking, this is crazy. This is stupid. I can't do this. This isn't me. Um, just to be clear, I'm... I'm an introvert that that acts like an introvert, extrovert. I get just exhausted. I mean, it took me probably three days to recover from AWS. Um, and but I, what I did find though is is actually what I do, and this is kind of a secret. And there's a lot of people that'll go, "Huh." Um, I don't go to lunch with anyone almost ever. Um, <laughs> I hide. Um, I, I'll call my wife. I'll just catch up on email. I will get a box lunch and sit outside and just not talk to anyone for a while. Um, and if anybody asks, I will tell them, oh, I've got a lunch meeting. I can't go. And so for the, you know, hundred or so people that just went, oh, he just told me he, yeah, sorry. Yes. You uh, heard it first on the Geek Whispers. <laughs> he, they're like, he wasn't busy. Stare right. into his food. <laughs> uh, 
pretty much oh. the only time anyone invades a you know a, a lunch for for me at a conference is genuinely like when it's a customer event and, and it's you know it is part of the job um but i don't you know i i intentionally in the middle of the smack dab in the middle of the day unplug completely every day and then yeah, if it's going to be a heavy night and I've got a whole bunch of stuff going on, I probably will do it again around four o'clock or so. I'll go take a break and just not talk to anyone for a little while and recharge the batteries. Okay. I've got, I know another piece of insider information. Um, I also happen to know you sneak out and God forbid exercise. (laughs) Well, that, that leads to, yeah, my other bit of it don't. So Amy hates this because to this day, Amy is the only one who's ever gotten me to a vendor party at any event ever, as far as I can think of. Um, <laughs> yes! <laughs> the Maroon 5 at the Citrix uh, was, uh, one, one year. Um, that oh, was yeah, the only was time good. I've ever been to, uh, to a, an event. Um, I don't go to those either. Uh, so why, right? Uh, b- because they're loud. Um, so, yeah, I, I listen to, you know, headphones really, really loud uh, it, with music as a kid. And so I'm partially deaf in the fact that I can only hear the closest sound, um, which is actually a true thing. And so a, a big vendor event with a band or something, I can't hear anything. I can't talk to anyone. They're useless. And so, like, yeah, mm. if especially if it's in Vegas, there's a rock climbing gym near the uh, Mandalay Bay. I go rock climbing. Um, when everyone else goes and does the vendor event. And that's another way I just kind of unplug and, and recharge the batteries as well. That's awesome. Uh, side note real quick. Uh, if it's not interrupting your alone time, I want to go rock climbing with you next time. We're at the same conference, obviously. Absolutely. Uh, but, Absolutely. but you already knew that or you wouldn't have said that. Yes. Okay. So, so that's, that's a lot of methodology to tackle. Um, Geek Whispers, any, any takeaways so far before we start, you know, dissecting whether or not we think it's, sane or or credible or something others should do oh well i have one more i have a bonus one that i just oh. learned last yeah um, don't, so don't this one it. so so everyone so a lot of this industry knows chad sackage um and and chad is is legendary legendary for his um craps playing in the evenings at, at conferences and i've I, I never gambled um i haven't probably gambled in 20 years. Well, last week at AWS, uh, um, uh, someone who I used to work with, um, uh, Amy knows him, um, Steve Walchek, uh, you know, got me to break down and then taught me craps last week. And actually I will say this though, as a like little side bonus, go learn to play craps, but only bet the, <laughs> only bet the field. And you can actually have a really good time and really have a great time hanging out with people. Don't, you know, yeah, don't get too, you know, don't hit the sauce too hard, but I played for three nights for probably 10 hours and I lost $14 total in three nights. So I did pretty good. I feel <laughs> I'm going to have to add a cautionary tale because the only time I got close to playing craps, I threw the dice and threw them so hard. They bounced out and hit somebody in the face. Yes, and the, nice. the pit boss doesn't really like that at all. So, and it was in fact your your podcasting partners die. It was Brian Grayley yep. who's like, "Oh, Amy, come on, just throw the dice. What could go wrong?" And then he's like, "Well, that's what could go wrong. You that's almost what could got go wrong." Sweat. Yes. <laughs> nice, nice. I love well, it. But that would be a Vegas. That would be a Vegas only tip. Um, but no, I, I that was the first time last last week, and I actually had a really good time doing it. It was fun. Well, I I like this whole thing because I mean, aside from the fact that you're some sort of freakish list person. Uh, the, the whole the methodology is is more around having a game plan to survive the four days, um, you know, with with breaks and 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 with some intention. 
Uh, I have to ask, okay, you work for a vendor, you've worked for a vendor for a while, all of us have worked for vendors for a while. If you actually are going to the conference to either, and you don't work for a vendor, and you're there because as, as a customer and you actually want to see some of the sessions and talk to some of the, the vendors on the, on the floor for purchasing reasons, does that change the game plan at all? I mean, certainly, um, I, think, I think you can approach it the same sort of way. You have a set of both people and of vendors you probably you want to have people you want to meet from the industry, either either people you've met at other conferences or people you know on Twitter or people you know from your user groups. Um, and then you have a set of vendors you want to talk to because you have commercial reasons to do it, same as anybody else. Uh, I think the, the only thing there is you might fold in some more like one or two sessions, uh, one session a day that you're really going to try to make. And a couple of others that you're fooling yourself that you're going to try to make, maybe. I don't know, Aaron. <laughs> no, and, and, what do you think? And, and I think it's a great point. I made, I still made, I want to say, six sessions last week as oh, well. That's very so good. I, I had a full pass. That's very um, good. So, yeah, no, I I mean, you know, again, uh, yeah, I'm like you said, John, I'm a scheduling freak. Um, so I, I, I did, I don't know, five, six hours of booth duty, a bunch of customer meetings, hit five sessions and still did all this stuff. Um, so yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. First of all, but it goes back to that, you know, the, the big two reasons why was one was to build you kind of technical expertise and kind of get a lot of a, a large technical network. And, and I would say for customers that are out there, absolutely, you know, focus on, on building the network more to get good, technical opinions more so than the social networking like how are other users using the product you're using or or the product that you're considering um you know i take take kubernetes for instance um i haven't run kubernetes in a long time at this point um since very you know pre the the, the ga of kubernetes i'll, I'll be honest it, but at the same time I've spoken to folks at Apprenda. I've spoken to folks at Red Hat. I've spoken to, you know, a lot of the different various kind of minds in the industry that have opinions, very sharp technical opinions that I respect. And I've kind of put all of those together to kind of form my own opinion of, you know, Kubernetes. And that's just one example. But you could use that for, you know insert the technology or product or open source project that you were interested in here, uh, kind of uh, approach to something sure. like hey, that. Yeah, and, and that's really what I would take out of it as a customer is how do you, how do you crowdsource what you're looking for? Super nice. I actually think this geek whispers, this, this leads us back to two episodes ago, I think, um, where we're talking about the social media, kill your career or, and, some people think that if you don't have the context of going to these shows, you may think that, that Aaron has just said, well, why does he have a list of people? Are these like friends that he's talking to? And, and some of them are, but there's actually real business reasons to talk to this list of people that he's like, like there are, there's re, this is not a social list. This is not a, a calling card list that you just want to see or be seen by somebody. These are actual conversations you want to have about technologies or about business or about you know something in you that around your job that you you want to have. You're you're doing this for a reason. Yeah, yeah. And, and think of it this way too. The so this leads a little bit into the why of it too. So here's here's kind of a maybe a you know for me is the single biggest reason why why I've always had this approach or why I've developed this approach very very early on. Um, I haven't blindly applied for a job, meaning like I didn't know somebody at the company. Um, since my first job out of college, I have 
known somebody at, you know, where I was applying and got in that way, or two or three times I've had custom positions kind of created for me when people knew I was unhappy. My kind of technical network, if you will, has given me the opportunity to, to really do what I enjoy and also has given me opportunities when I want to move on to something else. And it's been doing that for, you know, 15 plus years at yeah. this point now. Um, yeah, but and, you keep and, putting in the effort, Aaron, which is why it, it right. And, and it's right. And think of it this way. Um, when you have a technical network like this, um, context decay over time. Um, and this is kind of a known thing in the industry, but a lot of people don't really think about it that much of, of the longer you go without talking to somebody, the less likely they are to, you know, if you say, Hey, I, I kind of want to go do something over here, or, um, I have a technical question about X, Y, Z. Um, when you go to make those requests, you can think of it like the network being hot or the network being cold. Um, if the network is cold, they may not give you the time or they may not go out and, and give a little extra for that. And so you have this idea of context decaying over time that is very, very important. And so I, I, I take that very seriously. Like I try and stay in touch with as many people as possible. And don't get me wrong, at the same time, when people reach out to me, I'm very respectful of that as well, that somebody has taken the time to think of me for uh, a job opportunity or think of me of what is my technical impression of, you know, anything uh, that's that's kind of out there. Um, and, and so, you know, it, and there's a certain level of responsibility that, that I feel towards all of this as well. I like it. There's a, you know, base expectation of paying it forward to people and realizing that, you know, if you're not staying connected, you're losing connections. So to recognize that, you know, while that's not your everyday all day type task, the, these events in particular, if you're going there for work already, um, are an excellent place to re up that energy level. Uh, and, yeah, and, and I, I think give it this way too. Like, let, me, let me give you another quick example too. And again, people, you know, this, this doesn't have to be long, right? There's, um, uh, two, two, uh, AWS, very specific companies, uh, and X podcast guests. So one is cloudability and then the other one is evident.io. And, uh, we had the CEOs, um, on the podcast. Um, and, uh, we, they've been ongoing guests, recurring guests, uh, um, yeah, every year or two. Um, but what's interesting is I make a point of every AWS conference, find, you know, track them down in the booth, 10, 15 minute conversation. How are you doing? How's business? How's everything been going? But it's, it's no more than a 10 or 15 minute conversation because these are CEOs of, of pretty nice sized companies. Uh, and I, and I want to be very respectful of their time, but at the same time, you know, I, I haven't had them on the, I don't think I've had either of them on the podcast in, in a good year or so. And I, so I just wanted to make sure that, that I wanted to hit them up again, but I wanted to make sure that, that they were even willing to do something like that. And, and something as simple as a face-to-face -face conversation and just kind of going, Hey, we good. Do you want to be on the podcast soon? Yes, absolutely. I want to add a uh, little flip side to that is something I've learned in the last three to four months. Um, sometimes those folks that you think are the busiest are the ones who actually have an empty dance card when it comes to human social interaction, because they do have so many obligations. People assume they're too busy for dinner or coffee or 
whatever, just those human moments. Um, so if you, if you think somebody may be left off the roster or not have something to do, ask. Because a lot of founders, CEOs, people out there may be introverts themselves. We're, we're in a pretty, I certainly, like Aaron, I'm, a, I'm an outgoing introvert. I've got to recharge. Um, but uh, somebody might say yes, and you might have this amazing opportunity to have a real human connection. And, and include somebody who may not be one of those go out and get themselves invited if they're not already highly structured. So what a great point. Very, ask. very good point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it, but also at the same time, don't be offended if they say no, like so there, there was a number of, so I was, uh, you know, I put some AWS people, uh, on that. I kind of Twitter knew and, and yeah, we'd had some back and forth Twitter conversations and, and I, I asked them, I'm like, do you, do you have any time at the event? And they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have no time with the event. You're like, all right, cool, fair enough. Um, y- y- you know, yeah. and, and don't don't take any offense to that either. I mean, we're everyone's busy people with jobs, and this is just a kind of a side aspect to everything. Um, I love it. And I so think th- don't take it personally. <laughs> I think throughout the entire conversation of, of this methodology, we've uh, we've hit on the idea of whether you might need this or not. Um, so I'm I'm going to leave that as an audience participation. Think about how you've gone to conferences and why you go to conferences and whether or not you yourselves could benefit from this. Um, so given I, well, that as a context, Amy, I think there's this question you, you keep on bringing up. Is Does it, I, does it come to mind right now? It, it does. It, I was going to say there's one more thing I need to ask. So Aaron, you've obviously honed this method. Um, share with us your wisdom on what you will never, ever, ever do again <laughs> in terms of trying to meet people at a conference. What's a lesson you've learned the hard way? Tell us what not to do. Uh, don't stay out late. Um, <laughs> it's something as simple as that. So, okay, I, you know, everyone loves to go to the conferences. And, yeah, you, you, there is a stereotype of we're going to go to the conferences and we're going to have fun and we're going to stay. I, it, I don't stay out late ever anymore because it 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 – Basically, it's not super productive that night, and it ruins your entire next day. Um, that is my number one thing. I, I make sure I never, never do. I, I'm, I'm the guy, you know, at the end of the night going, "Oh, hey guys, I'll, I'll be right back," and then I stealth exit. I admit that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I, I just uh, that's the that's probably the number one thing. Um, <laughs> Interesting, a controversial answer, but an answer nevertheless. John, were you going to say something? No, no, I was just laughing. Just to be there is clear. there is a number of there's a number of conference behaviors my my lunch thing and that that, that it's a little bit of yeah sorry not sorry um, <laughs> I have to, I, no I love it it's so it's very <laughs> candid of you to share it and I, no, I think we all clear. have them but we're not always so frank about them well and let's be clear here not to be I'm gonna accuse you of a little southern language um, do you mean actually don't tie one on too much or go to bed early no just go to bed early. go to bed early. You, ah, don't yeah the the Taiwan on thing uh, yeah I, everyone would if I say that everyone would go liar um so I I can't honestly say that one um. <laughs> I will say I've seen a lot of people manage that in all seriousness like um a lot of people manage it different ways in terms of some people say tonight is a sparkling water night you know because I've got meetings early in the morning. Um, but, but just to sort of reiterate, I, I, I am not the spring chicken I once was you, you, it's a rough day the next day. If you don't find whatever that is for you, 
to um to uh preserve your energy yeah i'm actually well, and I, I, go ahead john oh i'm, I'm actually going to put the put the uh, plus one on on that as well uh i think the events tech industry events that we're going to are becoming more conscious that not everybody is drinking and trying not to focus mm-hmm. everything around drinking um i even think when you go out after so and so there's often stuff that's not drinky uh i think drinking is you know has can have a lot of social and other effects um and you know this is not a podcast about uh you know how you know women protecting themselves by by escaping from the event uh before they get harassed and things like that but that's that stuff happens um but also uh i think when you go out afterwards with your friends or people you've met you know to the bar and somebody's drinking club soda in 2017 that's no longer that odd right a lot of people yeah. are either taking it easy not drinking never drank no longer drink uh it's cool it's all cool so so yeah. don't be shy yeah, about ordering a seltzer and, and lime or something like that and well, being an yeah, I'm a big uh, yeah. I'm I'm a big uh, club soda and, and lime guy, without a doubt. But I, I would I would add this as well. Um, the, to be sappy for a second, you know, at the end of the day, I I feel very fortunate to attend as many events as I do. I feel very fortunate in my career and and where it has has gone over the years. Um, but. But I also, at a certain level, feel a responsibility um, to the, you know, to the company that I'm employed by to be there of that's not why they're sending me. Um, And they are sending me to be as productive as possible as I can and to pack as much as I can into these few days. And I, maybe I take that sense of responsibility to an extreme. I admit that, but, but I don't you know, with the exception of maybe my lunch hour, I don't rest, uh, at conferences and I don't tend to, to do a lot of that. And, and I certainly don't recommend it for others without mm-hmm. a doubt. Um, just want to throw the one other angle on, on the, the go to sleep early or not thing. Uh, I just want to reiterate that you can definitely balance it out if you do have a quiet morning the next day. Um, and you just have to make that gut gut check. Uh, there was one year at EMC world where I was presenting at 2 PM had nothing I was responsible for in the morning and got a text at 1130, like meet us at the craps table. And it's an incredible group of people. I wanted to get to know more. Um, so I said, yep, I'm going to sacrifice a couple hours of sleep, uh, and consider that an upfront investment in tomorrow. And I would do it again uh, in in the same circumstances. So it's really like you got to just balance balance the timesheet. And I do want to push back a little on the yeah. So I, I'm big on making sure my company gets the most out of it. Um, but uh, no company owns you 24 hours a day, and these conferences are long long days. So um, making sure and feeling no guilt about having some time in the afternoon or the evenings just for yourself, I think, is really important especially when we're the type of people that we are, where we're evangelizing, we're advocating for others. We are on the clock all the time. You got to take some sanity time and get away from that all. So a lot to consider, uh, but just another perspective to add to this mix. I, I absolutely agree. And I, I was the, actually what I was thinking of too is, and, and John's very aware of this. I was like, I was just thinking back at the, but this almost gets into a whole other topic, but, but you know, I, I completely admit too. So there was a running joke of like, I would get, you know, sick. I'd get the crud, you know, the Veermold crud or whatever other show call crud. It event kennel cough. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, it became a pretty regular thing, but I, I will say this, um, 
I haven't been sick at a conference in a while now, and I think a lot of it is that I don't push myself to the crazy levels I used to. Um, because yeah, you know, there is a certain of maybe I'm just, you know, now I'm on the back end of that. Like you were saying, John, of like, I I don't necessarily drink as much as I I used to. I don't stay up as late as I used to. And oh, by the way, uh, you know, I, I'm not sick for the entire next week afterwards. (laughs) Bonus. Bonus. Nice. I think that's great. VM worlds were awful. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. I think it's a great note to end on the, uh, the take care of yourself and lo and behold, the next week will treat you well. So Aaron, thank you so much for teaching us a little of your method to the madness of events. Uh, if people want to catch up with you and maybe tweet you before meeting you at a show, where's the best place to reach you? Yeah, easily. The best way is, uh, at Aaron Delp on Twitter or at the Cloudcast, one or the other. Fantastic. Oh, really appreciate your time tonight. Uh, thank you so much and happy events, everyone. Take care of yourself and be kind to others. This is Geek Whispers over and out. You've been listening to the Geek Whispers podcast. Tune in on iTunes or Stitcher for regular stories of technology careers, cultures, and lives. Share it with a friend or invite us to an event through our website, geek-whispers.com. Find us on Twitter at geek underscore whispers or at Jay Troyer, MJ Brender, and Comms Ninja. Thanks for listening and see you next time.